Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this guy back. He's been a friend for a long time. Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott retired. He also is the guy who is the boss over the Warrior Defense Project. And uh, it's always great to see you, Jeff. How are you? Good to see you. Hey, I'm doing great, Joe. Don't look up. There's a Chinese spy balloon, Jeff. Now, here's what I want to listen. You and I have talked off the air. We talked on the air. We, we're, very, we're, we're good friends, I believe. And yep. um, uh, don't we have the technology to see it coming across the Pacific? I've been to China, Jeff. You've been over to Asia. It takes forever to get there. How do we just find out about it when it was over Montana? Fill me in. A lot of disinformation right now. I mean, we expected from the Chinese government when they came out and said, oh, no, that's just a weather balloon. Yeah. Early this morning. We're checking and, the weather over Montana. Yeah, China, China yeah. wants to know. And, uh, and we're, you know, we're not getting the full story from our administration. There's no question. You know, I've spent three years in the Pentagon uh, and there's no there's no way that we did not know NORAD, NORTHCOM. We knew this thing was coming towards us for many days, uh, possibly longer. And of course, the American people didn't know it because the Biden administration didn't share that information. They basically just watched it enter our airspace and then come down through Canada and then enter our airspace again. Uh, you know, sensitive sites up there, silos. Uh, you know, we've got uh, some very sensitive Air Force facilities, North Dakota, Montana. And they're just cruising along. And today, of course, we're told that, oh, well, it's a spy you know, satellite and they're maneuverable. So they're not just floating. This balloon is not just floating, you know, based on the uh, the wind currents and the Van Allen belts. It's maneuverable. They maneuvered it right to where they wanted to maneuver it. And so that raises a lot of question, of course, in your mind and uh, in my mind as well. You know, first of all, A, they know we can spot a, a spy balloon. Uh, this is not very secretive. Right. So B, why would you send it over to the United States unless you're trying to, you know, do what? Provoke us to shoot it down, which would give you then an excuse to do something else, perhaps towards Taiwan or, you know, use that as rhetoric to stir up or, you know, rattle the saber in China. Um, or B, they just felt that they could get away with it, that this president would not do anything. And that raises other questions. Well, 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 I want to stop you before we get to the next question because I've got a billion questions now. And, and yeah. it's uh, Jeffrey Atticott, Lieutenant Colonel, retired. Uh, make sure you, you go to the Warrior Defense Project over at the St. Mary's uh, School of Law. Uh, for me, you shoot it down as soon as you see it over yeah. over the water. 
Um, you don't ever let it get anywhere near your land. Uh, I just had Matt Gates on, and he agrees with you that it has the ability to propel itself anywhere that they want it to go. Um, China has no leg to stand on. If we shoot it down, they can't say, well, now we can go after Taiwan, because they're literally sending a satellite over our airspace, over our country. Now, I'm sure that we probably either would like to or do stuff like this over China, and if, and if they've ever noticed them, I'm sure they shot it down. But it, it's not it's not lost on me that not very long ago, within the decade, Jeff, we had some sort of a military plane that was taken down over China, and they actually kidnapped our people for a little while and got to keep the plane. I mean, am I missing something? Why can't we shoot down something that is that is trespassing over our land? Under under Article 51 of the UN Charter, we have the right to engage in self-defense. They have violated international law. They violated our sovereignty. We had every right to shoot it down. And I'm sure that's what the Chinese are wondering as well. Why didn't you shoot it down? Um, because they obviously knew that we would see it very early on. And so I think they're baiting us and seeing what this administration will do. And they're testing President Biden. Now, you know, that raises some disturbing questions. Why would they be so bold? Uh, why would they think that the a president of the United States would not give the authorization to shoot this thing down? And the lame excuse we got was, well, we don't want to shoot it down over Montana because we might hit a civilian. There's only one million people in the entire state of Montana. Right. And I'm sure you can find a spot where it's over the forest and do your, you know, get your calculator out and figure out this is the great spot to shoot it. Let me ask you this. Do we have the do we have the ability to capture it, if not shoot it down, and then make sure that we take it down in a safe place? That's the only thing that makes sense to me, is that perhaps we're saying, well, let's try to capture this thing. It's what about ten miles up in the air. Yeah. Let's try to get it. And uh and that would be a wonderful scenario if we could get it and look at the uh you know the technology and the spyware that they've got on there um i'm sure they're thinking about that and if that's their reason and we find out in a couple hours well we captured the balloon then yeah you did the right thing you don't want to shoot it down if you can capture it and at this point i mean it's almost cartoon uh, you know uh you know cartoon uh, central here because yes. you should have shot it down in the very first instant, instance when it violated our sovereignty. It's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. I couldn't agree more. Let me ask you a couple of things. I'm not being a conspiracy theorist, but you know about these things. Does a balloon that size, we're told it's two or three buses in size, yes. uh, does a balloon that size have the ability to carry an EMP? Can it carry a dirty nuke? Can it can it harm us? It, it could. I mean, uh, now we're told, like, watch the Pentagon briefing as, as you did, and they said, well, we're confident that it's not, you know, going to be used for offensive purposes, doesn't have that capability. And, and reporters followed up. Well, how do you know that? And they refused to answer. Uh, right. And, and, but, then, and then when they refused to answer, the reporters said, but the American people deserve to know, don't they? And the guy being questioned said, well, the American people can look up in the sky and see it if they want. What? Yeah. I mean, that, basically, we got a lot of hot air at that briefing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, I, so, so so what happens with this? Um, if if you are in the meetings, do you feel as though they're saying, let's wait for it to get to a safe place, then get it? They're not just going to let it go back home, are they? You know, one would hope not. And, and again, your, your point was well taken that it's maneuverable. Uh, you know, once it was discovered and we gave them warning that you're in our airspace, they didn't turn around and, and go back the way they came. They right. just said, okay, we're going to keep going across the United States. We want to so see Kansas next. Kansas. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and this just shows, I mean, they, they do not respect us. Obviously, we are not operating from a position of strength. Uh, we, I could not imagine this happening under the Trump administration. I did well, they hear, didn't try it. Did, did they try it under his administration? Well, I heard one DOD spokesman said, well, this is not the first time that a balloon has been spotted 
but they said coming near our territory or barely crossing over. It never did what this balloon did. This is night and day from what we've ever seen before. Nothing it's, like this it's before. A, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, he is the boss over the, the Warrior Defense Project. He actually, um, for, pro bono, goes out and helps out military members, current and former, when they're being railroaded by, by something or some somebody. And uh, these cases turn out for the best most of the time, and we appreciate the hard work you do. I want to get into Ukraine in a second, but how do you see this ending? I mean, there's no, uh, like you said, there's no way we let it just go back. Do we wait for it get to, to get over the Atlantic if it's going to keep going that way and then shoot it down then? Do we uh, do we have the ability, I guess, do we send up our own balloons or aircraft somehow to capture it and then study it? Do we have the capability to do that? I don't think we have the capability to capture it unless we can, you know, uh, strike it in such a way that it loses power and slowly comes down because we don't want it to come down fast. Right. So, uh, you know, hopefully smarter people are looking at this. There's just a lot that we don't know. I can't imagine we would allow it to go across our entire nation, uh, you know, basically going across our country, giving us half the peace sign is what they're doing. And what are you going to do about it? And then we do nothing. I mean, that would be, you know, again, if you look what this administration did in Afghanistan, you would say, well, that would never happen either. But it did. Ron, Ron Klain is leaving as the chief of staff. He, he touted the praises of uh, Biden for leaving Afghanistan the way that he did. That's how completely upside down and backward this administration is. But, but I've got to follow up on the balloon. Just one last thing. Uh, when we're looking at um, uh, why didn't we shoot it down, the lie is that Biden said, shoot it down. And that his uh, advisors all said, we can't shoot it down. It might kill people on the ground. He's the, the commander in chief. If he says shoot it down, they have to, don't they? Of course they do. He's a commander in chief. So, and, so this and, is just BS that that well, that's, they that's advise just, him that you can't do it because he could have said, "Do it. I don't care." Yeah, and again, if if it's an act of war and it is containing some type of a chemical, biological, or EMP, uh, you're going to do a lot more harm to Americans if you don't shoot it down. Yes, the probability that somebody might be injured, but that's you know that's tragic. But we have to do what we got to do. Well, we could have shot it down in places in Montana or other areas where there's just nothing there, complete wilderness. So yeah. I'm not I'm not accepting that. That's that's nonsense. I'm not either. It's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. Make sure you go check out the Warrior Defense Project. Let's get into Ukraine. It's uh, over $100 billion we've sent to Ukraine. We could have built the big, beautiful wall at least five or six times by now on the southern border to protect our, our sovereignty and to, uh, to keep bad guys out. But instead, we're sending it over to Ukraine. I know that you're not against um, defending Ukraine from Russia. Russia shouldn't be doing that. You and I agree. Um, Ukraine is not a democracy. That's been a lie. Uh, they've shut down how you worship. They've shut down uh, the First Amendment that we would call with the freedom of the press. It's not really a democracy. It's more of a tyranny with this guy pretending to be Winston Churchill. Having said all of that, we don't ra- want Russia uh, just rolling tanks and wherever they feel like it. But Jeff, we're now sending tanks of our own there. And he, now, now uh, Zelensky says he wants F-16 fighters. Where does this end? Do you see an end to this? Well, the administration obviously doesn't have a clear sign of what their end game is. Uh, I firmly believe that we don't commit military force unless we can define what victory looks like. Yes. Um, and the Russians are not weak. I mean, again, the propaganda we're getting from the news media and this administration, um, based on their track record, I'm, I, I pretty much assume the opposite. And usually you're right. Well, we're, we're being told Ukraine is winning. Is yes, there any way Ukraine is winning? They are not winning, no. Uh, they're being bled dry. Their country, what, about 20 million people? They've lost anywhere, possibly as many as 400,000 dead and wounded soldiers. Wow. Uh, and they can't sustain that. So uh, the countries that are supplying them, like us, with beans and bullets, they need manpower. If you're going to win a war, you've got to have manpower. The Russians have unlimited manpower. 
And the Ukrainians have limited manpower. It's just a matter of bleeding them dry. And that's what the Russians are doing. And oh, by the way, uh, when the Germans say that they're sending tanks, uh, that unifies the Russians because they recall World War II, German tanks coming at us. Um, you know, these are people aren't thinking these things through. There's a historical, you know, background to all of this stuff. But, yeah, Ukraine is taking emergency efforts. And we can understand that in an emergency, sometimes freedoms have to be you know, put aside to a degree. But, yeah, I've been to Ukraine many times. It, it is a very corrupt country, uh, but something has to be done. And I don't think the solution is just keep feeding in to the meat grinder more dollars with no accountability. And it's, it's not just for the war effort. I had Rand Paul on the other day, and Jeff, he said that we're paying their pensions oh, we with, are. with our money, that we're paying their light bills, that we're, that we're, uh, we're rebuilding their highways. What, what the hell is going on as our, our southern border, not far from where you and I sit right this second, is being flooded by 8,000 illegals a day? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's true. The money is not just going to the military. The, the largest chunk of the money, uh, well, I don't know what the percentage are, but a huge chunk is going to keep the government afloat. Their social programs uh, and, and all those things. So yeah, there and and a lot of that money, as we know, oligarchs there are just putting it in their pockets. It's like the COVID funds. Nobody knows where these billions and billions and billions of dollars have gone. Uh, that's an investigation that also needs to be done. But things in Ukraine are not going. No, the Russians are not losing. Putin is not weak. He's probably in a stronger position in terms of popularity in his own country. Um, than he's ever been, and no, I don't see that. I don't see it that way. I just, I, I, if anything, I think the Russians will, as I said a couple of months ago, uh, invigorate probably in the spring, and they will launch their own counteroffensive. I think it's time to do peace negotiations and cut a deal the best that we possibly can, and get some type of a uh, a ceasefire zone going on. You know, you made an incredible point, as you normally do. It's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. We don't know what the strategy is that says, okay, now we finished. This is the end. This is we what we wanted. We saw that in Vietnam. We saw that in Korea. More, most recently, we saw that in Afghanistan. Yeah. We, if we can't define what victory looks like, what are we doing? No, that's, that's exactly right. And that's why, again, you compare this to the Trump administration. They had very clear visions of what victory looked like. Uh, ISIS, you know, he said, victory is... We geographically wipe them off the face of the earth, which he did. Uh, other administrations look at problems and they go, well, you know, it's a Harvard term paper. We're going to nuance it. We're going to have rules of engagement. We're going to do this and win the hearts and the minds. That's not victory. Uh, so, yeah, until you can define what victory is, um, you shouldn't be allocating our forces to anything. I couldn't agree more. When it comes to, I know that you've given me your opinion before, but let me ask you now that we're so far in, what is your opinion about what Putin actually wants? He can't have Ukraine. Nobody's going to say, just take the country. What do you think he wants? He wants the eastern portion of Ukraine. And, and again, you know, if you look at it from their perspective, and again, if you're going to win a war uh, or negotiate with an adversary, you've got to think like they think. Um, he firmly believes, and many Russians as well, that eastern Ukraine should be with Russia. There's a large ethnic population there. They're Russian, just like Crimea. And so they've got that claim. And uh, did, they're did Russian. He, did it used to be country. Russia? Did it used to be part of the country? Well, I'm sorry, Joe? I've seen the history of Ukraine over hundreds and hundreds of years. Yes. Everybody has wanted it, I guess because of the ports. But historically, can Russia say, look at our map? It used to include that part of Ukraine. Did that well, eastern portion used to be part of Russia? It, it did. It, it certainly did. And plus, they want it because of the grain. I mean, that's, you know, the, 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 they're, they have tremendous amounts of land there that's uh, very rich in grain and, and harvesting uh, that type of stuff for the world. 
But uh, yeah, I think if we could cut a deal, uh, you know, the East stays with Russia. Russia, you know, affirms that they will never engage in any offensive or aggressive action against Ukraine. Uh, that might be the best possible solution. It, it shouldn't be all one way or all the other way right. unless we're willing to go in and fight alongside the Ukrainians or any other country. And no other country is willing to do that. Uh, they're simply not willing to commit their forces. And Ukraine cannot win. I agree with you. It's Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atikop. But here's the question. If you give them Eastern Russia, just like they just took Crimea, uh, if you just give that to them, what's to stop Putin in two years from now going, you know, we just want a few more miles of on the eastern side. Let's just roll some tanks in. Uh, at some point, you've got to tell the bully to stop it, don't you? Yeah, you do. But again, if he, if he rolls beyond those areas, there's no Russians there. They're all Ukrainians. Okay. So he doesn't have an excuse. Right now, he's got a colorful excuse. Well, they're Russians. Crimea is primarily Russia. Uh, ethnic Russians and the East is ethnic Russians. That's what they are. So he's got a, an argument, you know, but if you again, take that away, then there is no argument, but ultimately, uh, you know, Ukraine's not a member of NATO and, uh, they're between a rock and a hard place right now. Uh, and no NATO countries are going to come to their aid. And without that, they're not going to win. Had Trump been in office, do you think that this would have happened? No. No, there's no way. Just period. No way. You just don't think they would have tried it. No, they would not have tried. They would. They would. They again. They took Crimea when Obama was in office. They didn't do anything when Trump was in office for four years. Uh, when President Biden came came into office, Afghanistan, Russia, China were you know the, the the bad guys advance when they perceive that we are weak. Yeah. When they perceive that we're strong, whatever you say about Donald Trump, people knew exactly what his response would be. And it would be overwhelming force if he decided to use force. Uh, example, ISIS. Yeah. No, example, Syria, as he was what? He was having dinner with uh, with either the Chinese president or somebody. And he said, hold on a second. Yeah, go ahead and drop the 56 tomahawks on, on Syria. And they just, uh, he did it. And yes. I think that that woke the bad guys in the world up going, uh, this guy will pull the trigger. He's not playing around here. And, and that's why we have got somebody feeble like Joe Biden in there. Uh, last question, Jeff, I've got 20 seconds, literally. Do you foresee any American troops fighting in Ukraine? I hope not. I agree. I, I, I do not foresee it, no. Good, because I, I feel like this guy in the White House is just that shaky. You never know what he'll do. Uh, it's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. Look up the Warrior Defense Project on the Internet. Go and support that. Again, he, he helps out these military veterans uh, to the best of his ability. He does a great job defending them as well. Jeff, thanks for coming on to break all this stuff down. Appreciate you. Thanks, Joe. My pleasure. Talk soon. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. We appreciate the lieutenant colonel coming on. That's Jeffrey Atticott. Look up uh, Warrior Defense Project, and um, you'll see what he does. 
He's out there helping either current or previous military members who are being railroaded somehow. He does a great job defending them and helping them out. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Make sure you stop by the website, JoePags.com. Previous shows there. Watch us live as we're doing the program by clicking on Watch Now during the, the hours of 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. And also while you're there, make sure you check out all the uh, the social media. Plus, we've got a writing staff writing stories for you every day. Sign up for the newsletter. Come on, man. Go to JoePags.com. we come back, much more to come, including Kyle Rittenhouse News. And we've got a doctor who's fighting Gavin Newsom. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.